We are watchful. We are all well aware of the dramatic changes happening around us. They are loud and clear. How do we stand firm when the ground is shifting under our feet? Is there a threat looming to take over and silence everything we hold sacred? Can we swing the pendulum back towards sanity? Pastor John Carter answers these questions in part two of Prophecy Alert. What is the second pillar of society? Welcome back, my friend. So glad that you joined us. This is the second part of our program called Prophecy Alert, and we're glad that you're a part of our audience today. The second pillar of society. What on earth is it? Here it is, Genesis chapter 2 and verses 1 down to 3. Listen to these words. Thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished. And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made. Listen, I, I got a question for you. Was America a better place when people went to church? The second pillar of society, what is it? It is the Holy Sabbath. Hey, when people went to church, America was a kinder and a better, just a, a more gracious society, don't you think? Let me read to you from the words of, of one of the greatest scholars, Karl Barth. He said, when the holy day becomes the day of man, Society and humanity wither away and the demons rule. My friend, what we need today is a rebirth of great biblical truth and we need to get back to the keeping of the Sabbath, the second pillar of society. What do you think? Who are the philosophers that changed the world with their teaching? Uh, thank you, Wayne. Now, let me give you just, uh, just a little bit of history, and it helps us to understand what's going on in the United States of America and what is going on in the rest of the world. There was a guy by the name of Charles Darwin. He gave us the theory of evolution. He once wanted to be a minister of the gospel, but he came up with the theory of evolution and he taught that man was the product of blind chance. That man is simply the product of time plus matter plus chance. This is what's being taught to your kids today in the state schools. Then there was another character. He was a German. His name was Friedrich Nietzsche. He was the guy who came up with the, the catchphrase, God is dead. He said that Christianity was the very worst type of religion you could have because it preserved what ought to be destroyed. He, be, he, he was the hero of Hitler who destroyed millions and millions of lives. Nietzsche built upon Darwin. 
And Nietzsche is one of the most famous philosophers in the American universities today. Can you believe it? It is true. And then there was another famous German. His name was Karl Marx. He invented socialism and communism. And we know what socialism and communism did to the world. Destroyed hundreds of millions of lives. These are the great philosophers who are being embraced today in American universities and other universities around the world. Does it make a difference what teachers tell their students in schools? It sure does. We love our children. Do we want our children to be taught this stuff? The stuff of Darwinism, uh, Nietzsche and socialism? What did the socialists do? What did the communists do? In the old Soviet Union, they put to death, and in China, they put to death, listen to this, more than 100 million people. I've been to those countries. I've preached to millions of Russians. I told them, you're not an animal, you're not a machine. Why did I say that? Because that's what the communists taught them. Communism, my friend, destroyed the souls of the people. What happened to the great disciple of Friedrich Nietzsche? What did Hitler do? Well, he was the great orator and the, and the German people got behind him. He murdered millions of Jews, millions of Russians, started a world war and took the lives of at least 80 million people. Nietzsche, Darwin, and then of course, Socialism, communism, and these are the great philosophies that are being taught today in our schools, in our colleges, and in our universities. Why is the Sabbath so important? Well, the Sabbath is so important, Wayne, is, is because it tells me there's a God and he made me. God made me in his own image. I'm not simply the product of blind chance. I am a soul made in the image of God. Are you listening to this, my friend? I am a child of God. I know where I came from. I know why I am here. I know where I am going. Why are so many young people lost? Why are there so many suicides it is because they've got away from the great truth of Genesis that there's a creator God. We are made in his image and the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. Is there any way we can stop this descent into our own destruction? I would say this. Is there any way? Yes, there is a way. Try Jesus. Try reading his word. Try going to church. Try keeping the Sabbath. Try the gospel of Jesus Christ. If we follow the gospel of Jesus Christ and keep his commandments, I want to tell you this from my heart to your heart, we will be a very happy and a very contented people. We will have the peace of God in our hearts in our homes. 
Do you see the political right wing also fulfilling prophecy? I guess you're referring to the far right. Now, this program today is not talking about politics, but we're talking about the battle for the souls of men and women. We're giving a prophecy alert. We're talking about your children and my children, your children, your grandchildren. We're talking about the souls and the bodies of men and women. So let's talk about the far right with its extreme religious and political agenda. In the United States of America today, there is, I believe, a legitimate pushback to the fanaticism of the intolerance of the far left, this extreme liberalism. But it seems to this pilgrim that in pushing back, some Christians, a lot of Christians maybe, have forgotten whom they're working for. Because you see, we're not saved by the politicians, we are saved by Christ. There are Christians today in America who think the solution is in the power of politics. I don't believe the solution is in the power of politics. Remember, Jesus Christ our Lord said, my kingdom is not of this world. In the past, have Christians supported a ruler who promised to save Christian values from the godless communists? Well, of course. You go back about 100 years and there was a very disgruntled young man who'd spent some time in prison and he became quite an orator. And when he got out, he started preaching that he would defend Christian German values. You know whom I'm talking about, don't you? I'm talking about the Fuhrer. I'm talking about Hitler. He rode to power because he said he was going to fight the godless communists and the godless liberals. And the German people were afraid that they were going to lose their Christian civilization. I'd like, I'd like, like so many Christians today in the United States of America. Hey, are you listening to this? 95% of the German people supported Hitler. They saw him as the saviour of Christianity. The Roman Catholics, the Protestants, the Lutherans, everybody, 95% at least, got behind Hitler because they saw him as the defender of Christian values. But I've got news for you today. Christian values will not be saved because of the politicians. Does the prophecy of Revelation 13 predict a coming religious dictatorship? And will many support it? Is there something in the Bible prophecies about a coming world dictatorship or a union of church and state? 
Now, Wayne, this is a tough question and it needs a a profound, well-thought-out answer. We don't have a lot of time here today, but let me read you a text out of the book of Revelation, chapter 13 and verses 14 and onwards. It says, And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Now, I confess to you that these are profound words. It talks about two great powers here. One is the beast, and the beast is the church of the dark ages. Uh, the great Antichrist system, which was a coalition of church and state. So the beast is a union of church and state. The image of the beast is a copy. If I say your little girl is the spit image of you, you know what I'm talking about. Hey, your little girl looks like you. The image of the beast is a copy of the beast the coalition of church and state. Now, Bible prophecy teaches that in the last days, please listen, church and state are going to unite together. I believe they're going to unite together to stand out against the lawlessness and the evil that has come into the world This is a last-ditch attempt to save the Christian church. How are they going to do it? They're going to do it, my friend, with the power of the state. But I've got news for you today. I want you to hear this. I want you to hear this. That's not the way God works. God doesn't work this way. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. Listen to this. It's not guns. It's grace. It's not politics. It's the preaching of the gospel. It's not the state. It's the son. It's not the senate, but the spirit. It's not the president, but the prince of peace. Listen, it's not the Supreme Court, but the sacred scriptures. It is not Congress, but the cross of Christ. It is not the White House. It is God's house. It is not the power of man. It is the power of God. But in the last days, man is going to build his own Tower of Babel. And Christian people, I believe, starting in the United States of America, spreading around the world, are going to set up a union of church and state to save 
the Christian church. It's happened before. Happened in the days of Constantine. It happened in the days of Hitler. Maybe we're seeing the start of it today in the United States of America. This is a prophecy alert. Do you see the stage being set today in America for the image and the mark of the beast? Absolutely. Absolutely. I see this terrible attack upon the Word of God. I oppose it. I want to stand up and oppose it for the sake of my children and my grandchildren. But there's a way to oppose it, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. It's not by the White House. It is by the by, it, is, it is by God's house. It is not by the law of man. It is by the law of God. I believe we are living in the last days. Therefore, we are calling this program today, this special program, a prophecy alert. Prophecy is being fulfilled. People today talk about their own truth. Is truth a personal matter? Truth is truth is truth. You can have your own opinion, but you can't have your own truth. People say, I got my own truth. No, no, that's, 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 you can't have that. You can have your opinion. Your opinion may be right, it may be wrong. But truth stands all glorious by itself. Jesus said, your word is truth. If you want to find ultimate truth, you go to Christ and you go to the scriptures. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. Look at me and listen to me. You see this book? This contains ultimate truth. It doesn't contain your opinion or my opinion. It is the truth. In today's world, do you think people are naive? and just believe what they are told? That's a really tough question. But I think today we are seeing mass deception around the world, all around the world. I think we are seeing billions of people being deceived uh, by liars. Now, I want to read you a statement here from 2 Thessalonians 2, 8 to 12. This is by Paul, talking about the last days. He says, then the lawless one will be revealed whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy uh, with the brightness of his coming. He talks about the coming of the lawless one. The lawless one is the person who says the law of God is abolished. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power signs and lying wonders and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie, that all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Now listen, in history, we've seen times 
when people have believed uh, dictators and orators like Stalin and Hitler, and I could go on. But the Bible says that the climax of history comes when there comes a super personality um, with the power of Satan. And he tells the greatest lie of all and billions of people fall down on their faces in the dust and they worship him. They believe the ultimate lie because they have lived a life of lies. Yes, I believe we're living in the time of mass manipulation when people are getting ready to receive the mark of the beast. So we're calling this program Prophecy Alert. It is time, my friend, to wake up because Christ is coming. What should we do? Great question, Wayne. What should we do? Let me say it again. I've tried to make it plain. We should read the scriptures. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone. If you don't eat your food, you're going to starve to death. If you don't drink water, you're going to... You're just going to die. You can't live without water. You can't live without food. You can't live without this. More than 100 years ago, the great preacher Spurgeon said, lean Christians own Bibles, feed on newspapers. (laughs) What would he say today, I ask you? Reading the scriptures has almost become a forgotten art. We need a return to the scriptures, read the scriptures. Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, the gospels, read the scriptures. Trust in Christ, believe in Christ. Keep the Sabbath, keep the commandments of God. The Lord is coming. Are you ready? We are living at the time of the return of the Lord. Are there any other prophecies being fulfilled today? Well, we could take a whole series on this, couldn't we? Uh, Jesus spoke about plagues and pestilences. Book of Revelation chapter 16 talks about uh, the seven last plagues. Uh, In Matthew 24, I think Luke 21 also, Jesus talks about plagues. Uh, We are seeing plagues today as we knock down the rainforest. We are releasing viruses that have been locked away for thousands and thousands of years. And then we see nations perhaps in their own laboratories that are experimenting with these viruses. Uh, Nobody seems to be too sure where COVID-19 came from. Uh, Some believe it came from the wet markets of Wuhan. Others say it was uh, a virus that got out of the laboratory in in Wuhan, China. Nobody seems to be absolutely certain. But we are seeing pandemics. I'm giving this program today from my house in Australia. I've been trying to get back to my ministry and my office in Southern California, but I can't because the pandemic has caused the Australian government to seal the borders. So we're in lockdown here. We don't like it. But nevertheless, we're blessed. We've got a great roof over our heads. We've got food. We've got comfort. We're, we're blessed. Not like so many people around the world. We've lost 
about 13 or 14 of our team members who are associated with the Carter Report in India. I've lost dear friends in America from COVID-19. I don't believe it's a hoax. No. And we're going to see pandemics, Jesus said. We're seeing it now. In Revelation 11, I don't have time to turn to the text, but the Bible says that God is going to destroy those who destroy the earth. That's an amazing prophecy. You just think about it, brother, sister. Jesus is going to come when people have got the awesome capacity to destroy the earth. Why, this book was written in the days of bows and arrows. How do you destroy an earth with bows and arrows? That's when the book of Revelation was written, in the days of bows and arrows. (laughs) Maybe a few other things that the Romans had. But now we've got nuclear weapons and other fearsome things and we can destroy the earth not once or twice, but hundreds of times. We live in a very, very unstable world. America has become, some would say, an unstable nation. But America reflects the rest of Western civilization. Then we have the emergence of the great power of China and the rebirth of Russia with her, her super missiles. These are signs of the times. My friend, yes, yes, yes. There's something else, though, and this is the greatest of all the signs the preaching of the gospel to the world. Jesus said this gospel of the kingdom is going to be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. He said that in Matthew 24. Then he said, the end is going to come. That's the good news. You can't stop it. I've seen it in Russia. I've seen hundreds of thousands coming to Christ. You can't stop it. You can't kill it. I've been to China, met with people there who've been imprisoned, people who've been persecuted during the days of Matsitong. But then I was told there is a tremendous rebirth of Christianity in China. Maybe a hundred million people today confess the name of Christ in China. So what am I trying to tell you today? Here it is. Jesus is coming. <laughs> That's good news. Judgment Day is coming. That's good news also. The kingdom of God is coming. This is a prophecy alert. My friend, it is time to wake up. Oh, I see the gleams of the golden morning. The devastation in the Ukraine continues. We watch the heartbreaking images of Ukrainian lives torn apart. They are escaping from the sanctity of their homes, looking for safety. We feel helpless, but there is a lot we can do. We can pray that this will end and we can relieve a small amount of their suffering by sending medicine, clothing, and food. For decades, John Carter and the Carter Report team have been helping the Ukrainian people and bringing the Word of God to them. The means for delivering aid is in place. 
Because of you, the Carter Report has purchased a transport van and is moving supplies where they are needed most. Please send your gifts to the Carter Report at the address on the screen and watch for updates with the Carter Report app. God bless you. For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Or in Australia, contact us at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. This program is made possible through the generous support of viewers like you. We thank you for your continued support. May God richly bless you.